First of all, we appreciate you, you know, coming on the show, man. Like, you know, your game, man. Like, if, it, if, <laughs> if, if they don't like your game, they don't like basketball, man. Love watching you play me and Q and playing against y'all. Them games we played against y'all back in the days, it was like, them was the fun games because y'all ran yeah. just like how we ran. But damn, we definitely appreciate you coming on the show, For bro. sure, I appreciate y'all having me, man. So when you first got to the league, who was the first person to bust your ass? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. You know what's funny, man? People don't really know. Remember Terrell Brandon? Yes. Man, listen, he well, was. Minnesota Timberwolves yes, or was Cavalier? Was he, was, he was with Minnesota at the time. Yeah. So he's with, he was with KG. KG, I remember that. I'm thinking I'm bigger than him. I'm longer. I'm, I got this guy. Yeah. Man, when I tell you he's, I cried after the game. I literally <laughs> cried. I thought I was going to get cut. Yeah. I swear to God, I thought I was going to get cut. Because it was the first time in my life where I just, I couldn't figure, the game was going so fast, I couldn't figure nothing out. Mentally, he was just on you. He was coming off pick and rolls. I'm a, I'm a millisecond he, he late and he was pulling too. up on me. And Scotty and them was just looking at me like, keep playing. I'm like, keep <laughs> playing. Y'all going to cut me? <laughs> like, I, didn't, I didn't know what was going on, man. But yeah, so it was him and um, just Nick Van Nuxel, I could He was just so herky-jerky. Yeah. Yeah, he Ooh, was shit. You cut one off, off, he going to the other side, and yeah. his left hand, he can he palm the ball. Palm the ball. <laughs> like, it was incredible to Nick me. Nick the quit. Uh, you know, Nick. And, and then Nick Nick didn't have, like, um, he wasn't conservative. Like, yeah. he'll just get wild on you. Yeah. And if he get wild, he'll shoot from 30 feet out. Oh, you know what I'm saying? And the coach's like, get up on him. Like, you want me to get up on him? He'll go past me. Yeah. <laughs> if I don't get up on him, he's going to shoot in my yeah, face. I don't know what you want me to do. Yeah, so I was in trouble for a minute. Yo, 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 we live on location, Los Angeles, California. We visible with Verizon, Black. Are we visible? Yeah, the tower's out. Hey, this is a special one right here. We got our brother, you know what I'm saying? We got the Philly cat, the most interesting man in the NBA. We got one of the <laughs> coolest cats around. Hey, yo, Legend. still giving people 40 right now. Legend. Today, we got the real-life Uncle Drew, Philly cat, Katino yes, Mobley. Cat. Good, good building. What's good, baby? Presented by Visible. Philadelphia. Grew up Philadelphia who? How was it like coming up in Philadelphia? Yeah, so, okay, so growing up in Philly was myself, Kobe, Alvin Williams, Rip Hamilton, Aaron Tim McKee, Thomas. Tim, Tim, Rasheed Wallace. It was mm. a lot of us. Mm -hmm. And back then, no one knew no modern pros. Yeah. We were just trying to get a scholarship to go to... <laughs> To yeah, college. Right. And I was actually a year ahead of them, but I was younger than Rashid and Al and them. Yeah. So uh, what I did was my senior year in high school, I was I played in Catholic League. Mm -hmm. Ross played the public league, and then Alvin and them played in like a private, like interact, kind mm -hmm. of Kobe and them, yeah. Lower Marion and Ger um, Germantown Academy. After graduating from high school, because I only played one year of varsity basketball mm -hmm. in high school. Really? Yeah. And then I went to... Prep school in Maine, in Maine, in Maine Central, yeah, Pittsfield, Maine. Everything closed at five o'clock. How was that transition from Philly to that? Man, listen, <laughs> I love. <laughs> listen, I love him to death. Max Good was our coach, older white dude. You would have thought he was racist. He was the funniest thing in the world, though. He had Sam Cassell, he had Karan Butler, yeah, he had a lot of those guys. Karan, yeah, I remember Karan. And uh, coach was just—he was beautiful, man. He was just—he always stayed on us. 
And when I went up there, I was nervous because we was top in the nation, prep mm-hmm. school. Yeah. And we playing grown men. Yeah. And it was 5.30 in the morning we waking up, right? School. And then after school, we had practice. And then that's what helped me get from like here to here faster because yeah. it was just, it was literally just basketball yeah. and developing. I guess growing up in Philly, being a boxer and a football player, for me, I already had the toughness. I just, in basketball, I felt vulnerable because I wasn't as intelligent yet in the game yeah. because I started, I picked up a basketball at 13, so I didn't even know how to play basketball. Yeah. So everybody else is Planet and Kobe and and, and yeah. um, Alvin and Rosh and Aaron McKee and Eddie. I'm like, gosh, Rick Brunson. I'm yeah. like, man, I'm in trouble here, buddy. Who put it in you then? Like who put, like your style of play is like, you know who remind me of like like C.J. McCullough remind mm-hmm. me a little bit of you. You okay. know what I'm saying? Like, but your style of play, like your mid range, your post up, mm-hmm. like who put that in you? Like the style since you started at 13. Because mm-hmm. a lot of us guys see them guys on TV because mm-hmm. we've been watching it for so long. Right. But you started so late. So when you started at 13, who was kind of forming? Oh yeah. Okay. So my freshman year in high school, there was a guy. He was a senior. His name was Chris Williams. Christopher Williams. Mm-hmm. Right, left hand, smooth starting point guard, yeah. player of the uh, league for Catholic. I mean, he was tough, and I was left handed, mm-hmm. so I had no one else to mimic but him. Mm-hmm. And I fell in love with him. He was he. I would come up from football practice. He'd be in the gym by himself, doing one on like just up and down uh, uh, layups, jump shots, pick and rolls. I'm like, gosh, this kid, this guy is good. So then I wanted to be like him. Mm-hmm. And then my coach, Coach Ludlow, is a white dude, left handed. So I had two people that taught me how to play the game that were left-handed and that were right there in my back door, right? Yeah. So I'm like sitting there watching everything they did. And then I had my, my boys uh, from high school was teaching me how to shoot, mm-hmm. right? So back then when we were younger, I'm older than you guys, but when you're a guard, you post up. You mm-hmm. don't shoot threes. Right. You learn how to post up or get to the basket. Yeah. So my thing was... You watching Eddie and Aaron McKee, Eddie Jones and Aaron McKee and all, they posting me up, fading away. I'm like, gosh, I got to figure this out too then. Mm -hmm. So along with those two guys, Chris Williams and Coach Ludlow, I learned how to do my post moves as well because I couldn't dribble that much, right? So I'm like, if I can get close to the basket and just jump over a fade, I'll be okay. So that's how my game started to develop and then my three-point shot and then I was fast and strong. So I'm like, you know what? If I can just get past them, do like a Clyde Drexler, I ain't really got to have no Kyrie Irving handle. If I can get from here to there, I'll be okay. I get to my takeoff, it's over. (laughs) What what was it like for you, like being 13, 14, you just starting, you seeing all of them dudes, you named Kobe, Mm -hmm. Rip, She, Mm -hmm. all of them, like how, where were they at as far as- Like to see the rankings and and see the levels of the different levels. all of them. Yeah. Yeah. All of those guys made me a pro faster because I pick it up at 13. I'm literally playing with pros at 19. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't as good, but I was competitive, mm-hmm. right? I was aggressive. But it every single day, Q, it scared me, right? Because I wanted it so bad, but I didn't how to, I didn't know what the future was going to be, right? Yeah. I didn't know what that was going to be. So I'm sitting there like, oh my goodness. Am I tall enough? Am I strong enough? Can I shoot good? Like I'm every day I'm thinking that. Mm-hmm. So I'm in the gym. I'll be in the gym with them for four or five hours. Then I go in the gym by myself and mm-hmm. try to work on some more of my game, yeah. stuff that they've done to me. Yeah. So for me, it was, it, I fell in love with it, 
but it was it was scary love, right? Yeah. <laughs> it was something where I was like, I'm so nervous, I don't know what I'm oh, doing. Yeah. Right? But I want to be where they're at. That's yeah. what I want to do. Because so. you see the levels by seeing them. You mm-hmm. seeing them walk in the gym and the rankings and right. them being number one, because Tim Thomas number one player. I Kobe mean, he number was one a player. Monster. Tim was Man, the size child. he is now when he was a monster. kid. It was ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. And then he had a crowd with him all yeah. the time. Yeah, everybody. It was unbelievable. He, he was one of them. I didn't get a chance to really see. I only seen one game of him back in the day. But the myth across the United States was, was Tim Thomas. Man, he came to Chicago and Hoops and Loop put on a show. Unbelievable. <laughs> show. Six, I was like, yo, he the coldest dude. I, at that point, like, I, like, and yeah. I, I, was, I ain't seen nothing like this. He had the easiest 36 and like an 18. You didn't see him. Destroying people. And hit you running back with the little yeah. head. <laughs> yeah. His head like that. Yeah. At, at what point did you feel like you started to be like, okay, like, I'm nice. And you see like that everybody else started noticing like, yo, mm-hmm. yo, cat like all right now like you know so like at what point was that for you yeah you know what i think it was uh well i know for sure when i came back from prep school i was Mm -hmm. stronger my handles was there my shot and my mid-range was on point yeah and then now my my long ball was getting there too Mm -hmm. so but i wasn't scared to like go in and dunk because you gotta think about it it's rasheed wallace it's uh, jason lawson for villanova all those guys was beating that, beating Big all boy. that up. Can't come you, in here with you that. You can't come in here with that. You right. better come in strong. So I already was raised with them. And then when I went to prep school, just grown men now. Mm-hmm. Now I come back and I got my game as a little, you know, little I got polished. a little wig in my game, yeah. like a little polish. You know, I'm pulling up. I'm doing what I want to do. And I think I was averaging, what, 35? I come back averaging 35 in the summer league. Yeah. This gets everybody else. Yeah. So then I'm like... I'm getting picked, for, you know. Yo, I got cat. I yeah. got cat, and that made me feel better. And them big boy pickups. Yeah, when big boy pickups. Yo, them, yo them, give me cat. Yeah. I'm like, okay, cool. Oh, I'm with the first to five myself, with like, these yes. guys. Yes, I'm in here. <laughs> that's what. So that's, that's where going to Maine and, and you killing that Maine. That's where Rhode Island mm-hmm. seen you and gave you a chance because they right there across yeah. the street. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. For so that's what gave you an opportunity at Rhode Island. Yeah. But so so okay. So real quick, when we were at Maine. We were number one in the country. Yeah. And we had uh, John Thompson. We had uh, Rick Pitino. We mm-hmm. we had all the top coaches there. Mm-hmm. So I, my schools, I mean, Temple was ranked in the country. That's when they played Chang. Michigan. I think they lost to Michigan or something like yeah. that yeah. in the early uh, 93 or yeah. 90, something like that, 93, right? And um, uh, John, uh, John Chaney and... I had, it was Kentucky, it was Temple, it was mm. big schools. And then it was, Rhode, the reason why I picked Rhode Island was because one of my closest friends at the time, Sean Colson, he was like, yo, let's go to this school. We can be big fish in Little Pond and then build our names up from there. Because, mm-hmm. you know, back then, you want to go to a school where they play on TV. Mm. Yeah, You know what I mean? That was the big thing. Big playing 10, on TV. Big East. Yes, playing on <laughs> or TV. Or <the> ACC. <laughs> so I didn't know, I didn't truthfully know, you got to think about it. I didn't truthfully know really the intricate parts of like what, where to go and, you mm. know, the TV. Sean knew all that, right? Mm. So Sean played for a Franklin Learning Center and they beat Simon Grass when Simon Grass was at their peak. They mm. won the, they won a public league championship. Sean Colson, Ferran Hand, called a meatball. They had a great squad. Mm. And he knew, and a lot of the other guys knew what schools you should go to and this, that, whatever. So I'm like, all right, you know what? I guess I got to go with you. Like, let's let's go together. You my point guard. He was my point guard at Maine Central Institute. Mm-hmm. So he came off the bench. Uh, Jason Kimbrough, who went to Iowa State, was our starting point mm-hmm. guard. And then it was Sean coming off the bench. So 
Sean and I from same North Philly, same neighborhood. He's like, yo, let's go here. So I felt more comfortable going with Sean because I truthfully didn't know. And Where then to go. Kentucky had, I think, Tony Dunk and Ryan Mercer. Yeah, Ryan. And, like, I, I, I and, uh, what I'm going to do. Derek Anderson. At that time. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, I'm saying they're going to sit the bench right. or I'm going to go play. So I, I chose, that's how I chose Rhode Island. So when you got to Rhode Island and you started playing on the D1 level, when did you feel like, yeah, I can play on this level? I'm good enough to play on this level. I think before I before I got to Rhode Island, because at the time Rashid was, was number one. Pros, Rashid yeah. Wallace was already number one in the country. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Alvin Williams, uh, Jason Lawson, yeah. Villanova, Kerry Kittles was there. Y'all think about yeah, that, Kerry. right? Yeah. Kerry Kittles was. He was the I best two guard in the <laughs> yeah. college. Yeah. I mean, him and Ray Allen, like yeah. he was he was, was above crazy. that. Yeah. Like he was, Kerry was that guy. Yeah, I remember Kerry. Right? So, and then there's Aaron McKee and Eddie, mm-hmm. Aaron e. Jones and Rick Brunson. So I'm with them in you the summers. You already ready to go. Right. So when I'm playing everyone, I'm like, oh, I'm good. Mm-hmm. So I'm going up there and I'm killing. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm okay. Because yeah. when I go back home, I get, I get my butt beat. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like you got to really be 100% the whole time when you playing at home. Yeah. So that's that's what kind of helped me with my confidence, those guys. Do you remember when this this tall, lanky, bald-head kid from Queens come in, in the door, Lamar Odom? Lamar. And, and just seeing this this six eight six nine player that can dribble like a guard, Dog. had all this skill. Like you remember when he came? Dog. <laughs> so he came to us, Rhode Island, right? Yeah. <laughs> And they were like, yo, this kid, point guard, boom, boom, boom. He's going to be good. Bro, we do a pickup game. I don't know if it's the summertime or something. We do a pickup game. And Vin Baker, when Vin Baker was an all-star at Milwaukee. Yeah. So Tyson Wheeler and Vin Baker, they're close. They were kind of close. They were real close, actually, because Vin came up to do pickups to play. Man, Lamar Odom. That's why I was like, yo, this kid is the truth. Then I started questioning myself, like, yo, am I good enough? Because this kid is like, <laughs> so he's he, great. When I say fish fry, he was killing everybody. He gave Vin every, Vin, I'm sorry. I don't know where the camera, I'm sorry, Vin, but that was a, that was beautiful with Lamar was doing in that gym. He 18 did years, 19 years. Everything old. he wanted to do. Nice. Everything he wanted and to do. And he was left hand. Left handed, shooting jumpers, <laughs> pulling up, crossover, dunking. Yeah. Like he was just, he was incredible. Yeah. He was, he, Lamar was incredible. And that's when I first time I saw him. Lamar, he was my roommate mm. at college. Never okay. seen him. He's my roommate, never seen him. He would come in for a couple of days with a whole bunch of Skittles and all types oh, of candy. The gummies and Skittles all, and stuff. All Starbucks. types of candy, dog. And he'd disappear on me for like three or four days. That's hilarious. And I, I, that's Lamar. I meet back, meet back up with him on campus. Like, yo, where were you at? Oh, what's up, man? Oh, wow. <laughs> so me, him, Tyson Willard, and Antonio Reynolds Dean. Yeah. We all hung. But uh, yeah, I miss Lamar, man. That's my guy. Tyson Willard, he was one of them guys, too, that I always Tyson. used to see. Doing he should have been, nice been in the NBA. Yeah. He literally should have been. And I think at the time, they wasn't really feeling small guards. Small guards, yeah. Nope. Right? They were penalized back then. Yeah, they were getting penalized. And Tyson, when we would play in the summer times, me, Chauncey, Paul, Pierce, KG, all of us, when we played in Vegas at Joe Budisar's joint, mm-hmm. uh, Tyson was. Tice teams be winning mm-hmm. because he would push the control tempo, the, yeah, right? He was full everything. speed and guys wasn't going for it. Tyson got drafted, I know, a little late in the fifties, mm-hmm. and but he was at he went to Denver and what was it? Nick Van Exel was uh, Nick was, was there. first, and then it was 
uh, Chauncey Billups coming mm-hmm. off the bench. Mm-hmm. And then it was, I think, Corey Alexander and then Tyson Wheeler. So that's how I pushed Tyson out. But I always thought Tyson was one of the best like point guards, right, to push the tempo and get you running yeah. out there. But, you know, it was a tough break for Tyson. How was it for you to be the ATN player of the year and to lead them to the Elite Eight and be mm-hmm. on that, like, in that tournament stage where, you know, like, all right, one round is cool. Like, you make it to the Elite Eight, like, yeah. it's like, it's national news and national attention. And you yeah. just, like you say, you building up this little school. Like, how was that for you? That was amazing, man. You know what's funny, Q? With now nowadays, a lot of people document things. I wish I could have documented that, right? So I could those emotions, I can go back and feel them, right? The emotion I feel the most is the one where we pooped the bed, me and Tyson against Stanford. We was like a minute away from Final Four. Yeah. But I remember we were playing uh, Murray State, and Kansas was playing Prairie View. So we beat Murray State, and then um, who, uh, I think Prairie View, Kansas beat Prairie View. So when Kansas beat Prairie View, they jumping up and down, they dancing, pulling them. So then Jim Herrick was like, yo, listen, you want to go to the pros? I'm like, yeah. He's like, I need 30 points on them and a W. Talking about Kansas. I'm like, coach, Mm -hmm. I got you. So we, like, I was literally fighting for a name then. And then we played Valparaiso, who was Cinderella. We beat them, and then we faced Stanford. So yeah, so that it was uh it was fun, man. It was a lot of fun for me. When you decided to go out, what was your draft process when you decided to to come out of college? Like, how many teams did you work out for? Twelve, mm. like yeah. twelve, fifteen like, teams. It was like twelve, fifteen teams in like sixteen days or something like that. Dog, it was crazy. Every other day, you every just, other day I was somewhere well, else. Why is that process like that? Yeah, that's, wait, that's, y'all did it too, huh? No, nah, I didn't. Oh, you no, didn't no, do that. You didn't have to do that. Yeah, he, he, he was top three <laughs> yeah, picks. He, he top took three dinners picks. and stuff. I was all over the place. You <laughs> like, was all over the place, I right? Was, I was from Seattle. Seven or... to like 20. Yeah. So, you know, I was all over all the place. All over crazy places. People trying to get me come back two, three times. No, no. Yeah, 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 yeah. Did they yeah. have you working out with some guys? And... Yeah, because so San Antonio, I thought San Antonio was going to pick me at like 24. They got Felipe Lopez. Yeah. So when San Antonio picked Felipe Lopez at 24, that's when I got really scared. I'm like, oh, man, I'm not going to make it. This yeah. is crazy. So I got called. Crazy is I got called during a commercial. Okay? Mm-hmm. I get called during a commercial, number 41. The, when the, the show comes back, boom. Before you know it, they called my name. And I just, me and Alvin Williams, just, we running down the block, going crazy, having fun. But yeah, it was scary, man. But I had to I had to practice with 12 to 15 teams. Mm. Definitely. And that's mm. when the Rockets picked me. And the Rockets picked you. When you got there, like one of my, I wanted to be drafted by the Rockets when I got drafted. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because I love Rudy T. Yeah, Rudy's the best. And I just man. loved y'all's style of play. Like, yeah, like yeah. how he, the ISO ball, yes. like how he, the lives, the running, yes. pushing the pace. We worked out there together for Houston. Yeah. yeah I, oh, did you? I, Mm-hmm. I felt like that was like my game right there. He was the one. When I went to visit Houston, I just fell in love yeah. with Rudy. He's the best. How was it like playing for Rudy? Uh, you know, a coach that's a champion and he he knows like all this. And going to a team where you got Barkley, Pippen, yeah. Akeem, and I all wish Pip would have stayed. I truthfully wish Pip would have stayed with us. Really? Because he helped me so much. And I love Charles and I love Akeem, but they were more on a down. Yeah, where, yeah. where Scotty could have played have a some lot more. more time yeah. left. He, he had more time. And he just needed young guns. Yeah, right. And because uh, Pip is the reason why I started. Mm-hmm. He's literally the reason why I started because he was pushing me and pushing me and pushing me because it was three guys that was drafted in the first round ahead of me yeah, that right. were guards, and then they already had guards. Yeah. So I'm I'm six deep. 
right? Before I even get in the game. He and Roderick, remember Roderick Rhodes? Yeah. yeah. My guy, Roderick Rhodes can do everything. Roderick Rhodes tears his shoulder mm. in, in um, lifting. So when he tears his shoulder, that gave me an opportunity. And then he had other guys that couldn't do what I can do because I'm picking up 94 feet my first year. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm hitting my threes, wide open threes. You know, you keep your mouth shut, put your head down, yeah. hit your threes, don't say nothing else. What type of stuff was Scotty doing to, to help you and bring you along and push <laughs> you like that? Because we know he like, you know, top 75 and is who he is. Like what type of relationships sparked that up for him to be pouring into you? First of all, so I had a wallet. I used to carry a wallet. And the wallet was Scottie Pippen and Eddie Jones because I wanted to be like them, do everything, mm -hmm. right? And I just so happened to get drafted by the Houston Rockets, and they got Scottie Pippen. Eddie Jones is already my close friend. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, wow, this is crazy. This is manifestation. Yeah. So Scottie would go in the gym early in the morning. Guess what? I'm in that gym early in the morning. We're doing post moves, reverse pivots, you know, catch and shoot, face-ups. We're doing all that. He said, I want you in the gym with me. So I would literally be in that gym every single morning with Scotty. And if we play practice afterwards, one-on-one, have fun doing that too. So he was kind of teaching me the game and one in that six, seven months where if I'd have had Scotty, you know, a couple of more years, imagine how much better you would more become as a person. Get, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So Rudy was like that. Mm -hmm. Go back to Rudy. He was a player's coach, but Rudy was like, yo, save your energy, right? I want you to work out, but save your energy. So we we wouldn't practice hard, but our practice would be five on five. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because he he believed in playing games yeah. and in gym, you know what I'm saying? And getting shots up and then getting out of there. Go golf, go have fun. Yeah. So Rudy was more of a veteran's coach. He wasn't a young guy's coach. Mm -hmm. Young guy coach, if you come into the league in the beginning, young guy coach, oh, you might get out. Because Rudy's always on it like, you're supposed to know what you're doing. Yeah. I'm going to teach you a little bit, but this is what you need to do. Get with the trainer, get with this person, get with this person yeah. and do what you got to do. Right? He would he hold you accountable. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But uh, between Scotty and Rudy... That's the reason why I became who I was because they both believed in me and pushed me. He'd have loved you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you. It'd have been beautiful. How, how it all was you when you walked in, you see the dream. You see I know. You see Barkley ball head yeah. over there looking all mean. And you know, Scotty, you we all watched him win yeah. six of them. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like how all like walking in the locker room and like, oh, I got a jersey, my name, that Mobley name on the back of it. I'm in the locker room with greatness. I Okay, so when I get there, right, I look and I'm like, Scotty's locker's here, my locker's here. And I'm like, this is, for, for a year straight, bro, I couldn't believe it. <laughs> I didn't even know what I was doing. Seriously, I'm just sitting like, I cannot believe this. And then Akeem, he was more, you know, Zen-like. You know, yeah. he's writing uh, um, Arabic and he's practicing this and he's, you know, he's dressed to the T at seven o'clock in the yeah. mornings and he's giving you all these philosophical quotes you yeah. need to be listening to and how life should be. And he's yeah. more like more reserved. Yeah. And then you have Barkley. <laughs> he was everywhere he with was it. life of the party. Oh, he was life of the party. Crazy. <laughs> but the great thing I love about Pip and Bark is they kept me with them. Yeah. Wherever they went, I went. I was the rookie that kept his mouth shut. You know, whatever y'all want to do, cool, let's go here. We go to dinner. You know, we go hang out. You know, you smoke a cigar, boom, boom, whatever. But I, it was, I got something from each and every one of them. Yeah. You know, Barkley was more life of the party. Pitt was kind of like life, but like reserve. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Because he was the biggest one, if you think about it. Six yeah. rings and Michael Jordan. Yeah. And then his dream was like kind of like on the back end. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like Dream was he on the back end. So we were on a plane and Dream would always want me to come and sit next to him. And he was, you know, whether it's the Quran or, you know. Let me ask you this about Dream. Did Dream have to go through Ramadan in the season? Why, why yeah. y'all fight? Yeah. Like to 
Because I know the, the big thing about Kyrie, a lot of these guys are talking about Kyrie, but they don't understand. Dehydration, They all don't that. understand when them, when them games was tipping off, that banana he was eating on the sideline was yeah. the first piece of something to yes. eat because he had to go through Ramadan. And they don't understand their, their, you know what I'm saying, what they believe in and how they do it. I got a couple of homeboys that, yeah. that are Muslims, and you got a lot of NBA players who, who it'd be a whole month of, they really getting out on this court. They traveling. They moving around and all this, and they not even eating for twelve I, hours. I, I, I don't know how you. I don't know how they did it. Yeah. Like he would get into a point where he get a little dizzy or something, or he have like um, we'd have like an oxygen tank. Yeah. Like so he can be able to you know get some oxygens. Mm. You know, plus when we were in Denver, yeah. when we'd be in Denver or Utah, yeah, he'd have to doing yeah. that Ramadan type situations. And I was sitting. I didn't know. Again, I'm 22, 23 yeah. years old. I didn't really know exactly what it was. Yeah. I'm sitting like, man, I don't know what you doing, man. This right. is crazy. You need a burger or something. Yeah. You need to get you something in you. And Dream was just like he was so. Zen like, yeah. right? Everything was like about his body and his religion and his spirituality, like the whole thing. And like, I think that's what I got a lot from him where he was so in control of himself, right? But yet, yeah, it's still hard to do yeah. that while you're practicing. Like, I, that part I just didn't get, right? Yeah. So, like, and watching uh, Kyrie, like you said, he was doing, it was like against Boston, I yeah, think. Yeah. Right? Like, it was like one of those games where game one, he did great. Out, went straight game two, back. it was like, yeah, I'm a little, my like energy's yeah. depleted. But they, they were looking at him for like, like 13 he, hours from sundown to, or something. Right. Sunday was they were trying to make it, make it seem funny that, oh, look at him. He's just on the bench eating a banana. And it's like, man, the, the time just ticked out where he actually can eat, but he's in the middle of a game. So he right. can't sit down and really have a meal. He got to wait a whole another two more hours right. before he eats again. And he just haven't ate since the sun in Canada. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying? That to me, man, and because I understood what Dream was doing, that's why I understood his second game. Yeah. Right? Because Boston is physical. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. So that first game where you did your, you did your job, they, I think they lost that game, yeah. though. I think they lost that first game, yeah, but he had an it. amazing game. Yeah, but, but then killed. that second game, he was depleted. Yeah, right. I thought he was depleted yeah. because there was no nutrients, no food. Man, us no as nothing. basketball players, we have a pregame meal. We eat two, three times on yes. game day. Yeah. Like, bro, like when it, when I heard he wasn't eating, I was like, that's insane. And to yeah. see how well he played the first game doing it, I was like, way more impressed. Like yes. what? Like what? Yeah. Like we eat, like yes. brother, for yeah. real. Yes. Like, and burn through that food mm -hmm. that you ate, you know yeah, what I'm saying, energy-wise. Yeah. This is what I want to ask you. You you talked about being around a dream, Charles and Scotty. Like, at what point did you get to meet MJ at some point that yeah, year? Yeah, he was with us. He like would come out. Like, would how come often? Because I know them both his partners. Yeah, like, how yeah. often? Like, what was that like? How, when lot. did you first meet Mike? And then what was that like? Was, yeah, was, he, was he blowing it's, when he walked in? Yeah, so I, you know what? It's a blur when I first met him. But we became really cool because he was he come all the time to Houston, you know what I'm saying, hang with Scotty and hang with Charles, you know, my rookie year. Mm -hmm. So, um, and I would hang with them, you know what I'm saying? I smoke a cigar with them. I know how you know how to smoke a cigar. Right. I'm smoking, I'm choking. <laughs> I just want to be one of them kind right. of thing. Yeah. But uh, you know, Mike was, you know, Mike is Mike. Mike would talk the shit to 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 Scotty and you know, Scotty had his own sneakers. Yeah, right, and then, yeah. yeah. So I was gonna go with, I was gonna actually go with Jordan, yeah. but I kept spraining my ankles. Yeah, for whatever reason, the patent leather ones. Remember the patent leather yeah, ones? Yeah, I love. I kept patent spraining leather. my ankles. Yeah, but I was with Scotty. My, I remember early on, I don't know what sneaker deal to go with. So Scotty had some sneakers. Yeah. So of course I'm gonna go with Scotty as my teammate. Right. But Mike was, uh, I mean, from golfing to everything, Mike is just Mike. He was just amazing. Yeah. But to me, it was numb. 
yeah. right? Because you, it's like a dream. You're in a dream, right? And you don't want to wake <laughs> this up. This is all for the first year you the in first it. First year, man. Michael Jordan, <laughs> Scottie, Scottie Barkley, Barkley Akeem Olajuwon, Rudy Tomjanovich. Yeah. Like, I'm sitting there like, what is going on here? Yeah. It's crazy. But I learned a lot from so, him. So getting drafted 41 to... Man, you playing with these guys, you getting good minutes, mm-hmm. you playing like 30 minutes mm-hmm, a game, mm-hmm. you get named to the second team all rookie. Mm-hmm. Like, how was that for you? Like, after that first year and you you look back on it like, man, you know, I can't, I wasn't the higher pick out of high school. I won, everybody wasn't looking for me and the road that you had to get to to even get that opportunity because, man, oh man, I'm playing with the greats. Yeah. Like, how was that after your first year and you look back with like, man, I... I, I did, and I'm hurt now. Oh, yeah. You, you know, I think for me, I do well under pressure. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think for anybody, right? For me, uh, fighting my way up, that kept my edge going. Kept you going. Right? It kept me scared, fearful, mm-hmm. right? And I think a lot of, if you think a lot of greats like yourselves, like in the back of your mind, as confident as we may seem to everybody else, in the back of your mind, you're like, I don't want to fail. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go hard. Right, and I think us growing up, that's how we, you know, kind of yeah. were. You think about it. Um, Neil deGrasse Tyson was, I think he was telling, um, oh, man, I forget his name, but he said, if you could live forever, you know, he said, if you could do anything in the world, what'd you do? He said, live forever. He's like, ah, okay. He's like, living forever, there is no sense of urgency. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? So you have to have some type of right. sense of urgency yeah. to be able to fight through things. You're so for eat, me, drink, smoke, you're gonna be like, hey, you're gonna do anything, right? Because you know you're gonna live forever, <laughs> right? Opposed to having a purpose. Mm-hmm. And I think my purpose was trying to be the best I can be in that short period of time that I was in the league. Because it could have been, it could have cut me after my first year or my second year. So for yeah. me, you know, when I made the second team, I'm like, oh, you know what? I gotta improve more. I gotta yeah. lift more. I gotta shoot more. I gotta shoot better. I can. I have to look at more tape to you know, become a better leader. Like it was things like that. Yeah. What, what I do regret is that we didn't have a lot of veterans to help us. Like Vince Carter and them had like Charles Oakley and Antonio yeah. Davis and Chris Charles and, you know, like stuff like that. Like you guys were, you guys were great, yeah. but you needed vets. Yeah, you had we didn't all know young, how to win. Exactly. Yeah, that's you had all young guys. How was it for you to go, like you said, you just get, you know, you make all rookie team and then lock out. Oh. Like how was that? Like you saying you don't know what's what the future hold, and then like you know, like you just fresh in this joint. You like what is a lot? Like the wait, the league ain't gonna go. Yeah. Like how was that? Like what type of culture? Like system stock coming was in. That? Wait, but no, this is how it happened. So the lockout year was my rookie year. Yeah. So we only played fifty something games. Oh, okay. So oh, I didn't. So you can't. Oh, that oh, was the can't. rookie oh, year. Yeah. So so check this one out. So the lockout year, you know, you're supposed to go in September, right? Yeah. No lockout. Yeah. So we're in we're in New York during September, or I think it was New York, where Oak and Barkley got into that situation or whatever. Oak came down to, during the meeting or whatever it was. Mm. It was in New York, and then um, September, October, November, December. Mm. And then January is when I got on that plane to go to Houston yeah. because now the lockout's over. Oh, okay. So I was nervous. I, yeah. I I ain't had no money anyway. So I'm just oh. sitting in my mom and my dad crib like, right. okay, cool. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But Alvin and Rashid already oh, was in the, in the NBA. Yeah. Right? So I'm sitting there to myself like, what am I going to do? I'm out of college. You know, what am I going to do? So after that, you know, for 50-something games, that's when I said that next summer I'm, I'm going to stack this bread. Yeah. I ain't gonna do nothing else because I don't know what they doing. Yeah. I didn't understand nothing anyway yeah, at the time. Yeah, you just knew too. I, I didn't know nothing, man. I just wanted to play. How was it when they blew the team up? 
blow the whole team up, and then y'all get this young guy, Steve Francis. Mm -hmm. And y'all instantly, yeah. like, messed. And, yeah. and, like, the way y'all played. And city. How y'all. City. City. <laughs> how y'all look for each other, like. Like, y'all instantly seem like y'all been playing together for years. Did you know Steve before he got there? No. So that summer, like, when they drafted Steve, yeah. when he came, yeah. we stayed on the same team when we played, uh, what do you call it, uh, just free run. Yeah. So for me, like I said before, Steve, you, you had a name. You had a name. I didn't, I was just a kid from Philadelphia, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, I, I was used to playing with stars. Yeah. So for me, it's whatever you do, I'm going to fill in the blanks. Yeah. I'm cool. I'm not trying to be nothing else, right? Yeah. That's how I felt. So when Steve and I started playing together, I'm playing off of him. He wasn't mm -hmm. playing off of me. Mm -hmm. And then when I started to show Steve my skill set, then he was respecting it more. And then like, all right, well, I'm going to give what it you to can Yeah, do. so now we can go spot. back and forth yeah. kind of thing. But it started with me humbling myself and knowing that like, yo, that's the franchise, not you. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So that's how it started there. And then my mom, Steve's mom passed away when he was younger. Yeah. And then he had his grandmom, who I love to death, and his brother. So my mother, my sisters and pop, my dad, everybody was down there. And my mom took Steve you under her way. Know. You, you know what I'm saying? Cooking know. and doing all, all that good yeah. stuff. When you get on these basketball mm -hmm. you know what that's saying? my mom too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you know what I'm saying? So that made him feel better too. So it's yeah. like when we cuss each other on the court, it ain't personal. It ain't and personal. afterwards we go get something to eat, you know, stuff like that. So that's how we gel. Tell me how fun it was, because I know it wasn't <laughs> fun for us, but like like Rudy T, y'all ran shake whatever. Shake one shake, through shake five. One, shake two. Shake one, one through five. Yeah, like, yeah. And then it's oh like the God. whole life. Y'all don't understand, like everybody go over there on that side of the court. <laughs> I'm not lying. Everybody watch, go over there and like, watch you know, me get work. in the corner, elbow, yeah, all that, line up or whatever. But like, like Mark yeah. Jackson say, may I have this dance? Yes. They got you and this whole side of the court, yeah. and it's you and them. Now, lock up or get <laughs> get ate up. Oh man! Like when I say he, they single handedly made me a better defender. I was never no deal. It was about pride though. Like hold on, like yeah. Yeah. everybody over there, and yeah. it's just hold they on, Coutinho. Inside reverse pivoting and looking at you and standing you up and all like, how cool was it to when you saw like, wait, this y'all gonna let us play like this? Yeah, like, yeah. so we gonna pick on whoever. Dude, how cool was that? Like as a team, cause like y'all had you, fucking Moochie, Moochie, <laughs> Moochie used to <laughs> five people right Come there. You the had bed. Mo Taylor to right to left somebody in yeah. a dunk on you. Like, yeah. like how was that for y'all as a team, dog, to play in that type of system and have that type of freedom really? Like you remember the play city going on Troy Troy Hudson going berserk oh, like yeah. fifteen like moves at once blazing them up. <laughs> he was like it was popcorn. Like, My bad, Troy. Bro, like real popcorn. talk, but like that was like how is it to play in something like that? As wild and as free as we they think we play, we never had that type of freedom. Yeah. Oh wow, never. Yeah. You would think so. No, yeah, people always raving like y'all had like yeah, we was just we so young and ran like that. But like it wasn't like you ain't had nobody swagging like I'm about to come down and just right. do me. nah. Yeah. Uh -huh. yeah, right, right, right. No, so so when we first got there, Charles and Hakeem was on the box. Pip was like, yo, let him go, let Catino go, let Mike Dickerson go. Cause remember that Mike yeah, Dickerson was yeah, like, he was getting yeah. buckets. Yeah, Mike he was getting, getting buckets. buckets. Yeah. And then they traded Mike. So now it was me and Steve. Yeah. And Rudy used to see how I would get through keyholes and Steve would get dunking on people. He was like, well, y'all need more space. But it was, Ch Charles got hurt 
his knee, I think he got hurt in 2000 or something like 2001, something like that. He got hurt. But anyway, Dream was already on his way out anyway. Yeah. But Dream was clogging up that paint in the, yeah. at the bottom. So he was like, you know, uh, when Dream would go out the game, he would let us do our wiggles, yeah. right? Shake, one shake, two shake, things like that. So then it became like this phenomenon. It's like Muchi Norris go, and then I'm on this exactly. side, and then Steve is on this side, and I'm on whoever get the ball, yeah. whoever brings it up, two shake, yeah, one shake, yeah. right? It's like it's things like that. So we didn't really know what we were doing. It was just score. Yeah. And the great thing about what Rudy did, bro, was like old school. If you score, Come give right it to him then. again. Yeah, I was about to say, until they stop him, <laughs> they stop keep him. going. Until yeah. they stop him, do it again. Yeah. And what it does is it builds confidence in you but then the defender's like, yo, you picking on me or something? Yeah. Yeah. Nah, like, that's what it was. It was like, hold on. That's why I say it made me become prideful and everything else. Like, hold on now. No, no, no. I ain't about to be getting like, they did this shit two, three times in a row. I be goddamn. I'm about to foul the hell out of yeah, somebody yeah. right here. Like, you got to be twisted. That was so funny. Like, <laughs> that was so crazy. But I think back then, just like y'all, we needed more vets. The yeah. Mark Jacksons of the world, Charles Oakley's of the world. We needed those guys to kind of settle us down yeah. a little bit, right? It's okay to do that, but get settled, right? And yeah. to win some games. Because if you look at it, even us, the years we missed the playoffs, we're losing with two possession, three possession games. Mm. Where your veterans kind of, okay, Cat, yeah. Okay, Darius. Okay, Q. Okay, Corey. That was Corey. like our second year when we was like two games out the playoffs. Yeah. It was like, man, we lost so many close games. Close games, close games. And when I went to the Clippers in 05, 06, they lost about 16, 17 games with like a four possession, three yeah. possession. Yeah. It was that. And yeah. I'm like, wow, that's so crazy. Those one, two possession game, four possession games, where it's like that four, that actually that one turned into a four because you you get depleted. Yeah. Because what you're doing is you're just like, you know what? I just lost three games in a row. Now this one, I manifested. Or, you know, think about your energy. When you yeah. start manifesting like I'm a, you sabotage like ah, I ain't running back. Yeah. I'm mad now, right? And yeah. then you lose. But I, you learn a lot from that, man. But veterans are definitely key. a key. The number one player in my class when I came out of high school was Eddie Griffin. Eddie Griffin. Tell us about Eddie Griffin. That was like my guy. Philly. Yeah, from Philly. He he came and played with y'all, man. He was a, a three point threat. Like shot blocker, man. natural shot blocker. Yeah, natural too. shot blocker. Unbelievable. He was the number one player in my class. I always like Eddie, quiet, cool Quietest. dude, man. Don't just, talk. Yeah, I was there to have talk. Eddie be on your team and then the whole situation with him just. Yeah, you know, that's funny, man. I still feel a little bad about that to this day because Eddie didn't talk much. Yeah. And Eddie was younger. Something was a situation with him and his brother or something like that. Eddie went to Roman Catholic in Roman Philadelphia. Catholic, mm -hmm. yeah. You know, I just heard, yo, know, he's from Philly and, you know, he's a young boy and he could, you know, shoot threes, he blocks shots, mm -hmm. he's amazing, blah, blah, blah. And he came to us and we hit it off. Yeah. But he was very reserved. Like yeah. he didn't really speak much to people, yeah. right? He like he would always, sit around you, quiet, but he dude. wouldn't talk. Yeah. Right? So, and he was going through a lot at the time too. I think something happened to his brother. Yeah. And he was, and then it's when he's kind of shut down. Mm -hmm. But Eddie would have been, one of the best, man. His, he was a natural shot blocker, yeah. right? Yeah. And he stretched the floor, yeah, he right? Shoot. Like he can shoot threes. Yeah. And this is back then when you yeah. know we shoot threes. If you miss a three, you gotta sit down. Yeah, right. you know that kind of thing. So, yeah. and that's another thing Rudy did too. Rudy let everybody play. Give him confidence. So when, when Eddie came in, 
Eddie was. I know he, he was shooting them three. He was shooting about four, five, yeah, six of them. Yeah, he was getting them up. And back up. then, that's a lot. Yeah, yeah. He you know was what I'm saying. Up. But Eddie was uh, he was special, man. He was. I'm not gonna say he was like that KG, but he was a special being because we felt more comfortable with Eddie and Kato in the paint. Yeah. Because we can be aggressive on the wing, yeah, right. and then funnel them Kato to players, those guys. Bro, Kato used to dunk that thing yeah. when he when y'all finally handed it to him. Angry leave it dunk. up there. Angry he dunk. Angry dunk. That dunk. Thing. Angry dunk. Tell me this: you you didn't like you know you the forty first pick. You didn't average twenty one, mm -hmm. seventeen, nineteen. Like at that point, when you you know what I'm saying averaging that many points, how are you looking around the league? Do at what point do you feel like yeah, like you know what I'm saying like I'm I'm here. Um, it was, well, Scotty kind of like prepared me for it, right? He's like, listen, you average 10 your rookie year. I want you to average, give me five more points the second year. I want you to control the tempo of the game. Push it when you can, do this when you can't. And then when he went to Portland, I was I was actually heartbroken mm -hmm. when he went to Portland because he, he wanted to get out of there because of him situation with him and Charles Barkley because mm -hmm. he didn't think Charles was uh, getting in shape or do, was serious about it. And, serious, and he wanted to be... Pip wanted to be more serious yeah. at the game, so he went to Portland. But anyway, he um, he's the one who kind of prepared me to like expect greatness from yourself. Mm. So I, I just kept pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing. And for me, like I said before, and I will always harp on this, I didn't have those veterans to help me when it was the tight games, the quality 25-30. Right. Whereas though, if I had the again Mark Jacksons or the Charles Oakleys, they could have settled Steve and I down, right? Because everything was such a blur. I'm like, I'm 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 in flight, I'm in fight or flight mode. I'm not in that Kobe calm, calm mm. mode that you should be in mm -hmm. when you're you're in there, right? Because I'm sitting there not being directed. I don't yeah. have any, there's no vets yeah. around me yeah. Yeah. to tell me like we yo policing our own. You're policing yourself, right? <laughs> like that's yeah. that's that was a scary part for me. So to really think about it, I can make up stuff, but that's not something I want to do. I'm telling you, like I was like, Steve, you need to get 25. I need to get 20 something too. Let's let's we gotta do this, bro. <laughs> that's all we got. You know what I'm saying? That yeah. that's how we went with it. Cause it wasn't like um a situation where, say, Toronto with Vince Carter, and it's like, Vince, you're gonna shoot the ball 20 sometimes. Antonio Davis, uh, you're gonna get me boards and we're gonna kick it down to you in the post. And it wasn't like that. Structure, it yeah. wasn't structured like that, right? Because we had a lot of younger guys. Mo Taylor came to us, Kenny Thomas came to us, mm -hmm. Calvin Cato wasn't a scorer, yeah. right? So it was like, who? Walt everybody Wade. was trying to find out, get a name kind of thing. Yeah, how, how was it for you Walt. when y'all got the wizard? Yeah, how was it for you when y'all got y'all? Now, now oh. tell tell us the first time you heard y'all. Oh yeah, you heard yeah. y'all was coming. You just yeah. heard his name. Yeah, you know. So when uh, they was like, "Yeah, we're gonna get the uh, the big guy uh, from China." So oh, Yao Ming, seven six. I'm like, what? <laughs> Are you serious? So he comes and he has this interpreter. Yeah, <laughs> his name is Colin, the mm -hmm. white boy, right? So you know. Y'all can speak perfect English. Let's, let's get that out the way. That's part of the trick, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. I played with Wang ZZ, aka Dodger. Perfect English. He was the same way. If he don't, if he don't put it, if you irritate him, yeah, I, don't I, 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 I can't understand. You yell at him or something, he messing up, he gonna direct you to the yeah, damn dude. Stop pointing, stop pointing. So I got hip to it. I got hip to it. But no, y'all was cool, man. I, I love y'all. To this day, I love y'all. One thing people don't understand about y'all 
Rudy got sick, mm-hmm. and then Rudy had to, you know, uh, take a abs- uh, leave of absence. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But if we would have had Rudy, I think we would have did better Early. F- earlier. Yeah. Because Yao Ming pinch post passing, he was like Sabonis. Right. I mean, he would he, he would cut nice. off of me. He, he would nice. throw it that way, like Chris Webber, yeah. Vladdy Divac, Brad yeah. Miller. He was like that. Yeah. But they made Yao more so back to the basket kind of thing. He had he was a pick and pop guy. Yeah. Like he can do a lot yeah, of that. Touch and all that. Yeah, I think we didn't utilize Yao as much, but because when I got to um, Sacramento, I saw the pinch post, the way they pass off the like how, like, how we did in Big Three, right? Mm-hmm. Pass, cut, you know, things like that. Yeah. I think Yao would have been even better if we were if we'd have had that Rudy or like the Rick Adamans of the world, yeah, where right, they really right. utilized him at that elbow. Yeah. Did you ever think Shaq would look a little bit small to somebody? <laughs> That's so crazy. Cause when I when I see Shaq, no. I seen him play Yao, I was like, damn, he look, he makes Shaq look a little small. Yo, when I tell and you, remember Shaq used to be the big look little, bro. Biggest games ever. Yeah. No, no, the biggest games ever. The Rockets play the Lakers, the media frenzy. Yeah. Crazy during the week. Tell, tell me, tell me this though. Just how did the media frenzy change from from before Yao and after Yao? Like how many Chinese media members like per day did it go from? Cause I know it went from zero to like what? Okay, so okay, so but now okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna say I'm gonna answer this one. I had Scottie Pippen, Charles Barkley, Kim Olajuwon, and then Michael Jordan would pop his head in every other month. And it right? wasn't close. It was crazy. But when Yao Ming came, <laughs> bro, we was on the bus one time, and it was the, it, we think it was in Golden State, shaking the bus. In that Golden was the State other spot he was supposed to go to. Shaking the bus, bro. Yeah. I couldn't believe like. That was the other spot because remember when pre before he got drafted, it was all of this talk about how they were going to control. He was going to one of these two. He was either going to y'all yeah. or Golden State because y'all had the huge Asian community. Community, exactly. Definitely, yeah. bro. I'm talking. First, it wasn't no Asians. Then, before you know it, it's like. 15 Asian reporters, all for Yao Ming. I'm telling you. I mean, it was it was people on top of people trying to, you know. Jockey yeah. for position. For Yao. It was, it's, it's unbelievable. How Everywhere the- we went, every city we went to. Now, we were already like, you know, Charles and Scotty and Dream. And then Steve and I had our little name. We go to certain cities. Nothing like that with Yao Ming. Yeah. So when, when Yao Ming came, now me and Steve name. Got bigger. I was about to say, how did that Asian. impact y'all? How how big? Like how oh how did that help y'all go? To this day, it's crazy. If yeah. I go over to, to this day, it's crazy. Like it's it's being around Yao Ming makes you like that star. Like it's just another yeah. notch. Yeah. Tracy McGrady, all it's yeah. another notch for you yeah. because you got you got one point some billion people sitting there. You know, you playing with that teammate, idolizing, yeah. idolizing you. Like that's just crazy to me. And to see so many people. Love that person. Yeah. And when I say salt of the earth, yeah, great, the guy. sweetest dude, man, the best person you can be around. Did the NBA have y'all take a trip over there and, and play in the preseason? Uh, did y'all they, ever they take did a trip after with... me and Steve left. Oh, after yeah, they, left. I think okay. they went to uh, the Great Wall. They yeah. went over there. Tell tell us about the Shaq and the and the uh, y'all's games though. Like how them <sighs> games used to be. Man, yo, first of all, it was leading up to. So it wouldn't count. I don't care if we were playing Utah. I don't care if we were playing Cleveland. I don't care if we were playing Miami. But it doesn't matter. Leading, we playing them on a Friday, Monday, 
press crazy. The whole week, crazy for all of us. Crazy. Mm-hmm. We all types of interviews. I mean, commercials. It was the craziest thing in the world. So Yao, of course, had to do way more than all of us, right? Because it was Yao and it was Shaq. And then yeah. it was Shaq's dad. And it was, yeah. <laughs> you know, Shaq's dad would get into it, you know what I'm saying, about what he needed to do. And then, you know, Shaq being a philosopher that he is, you know, he would say his stoic Big stuff. Big Aristotle. Yeah, yeah. He'd say his stoic things <laughs> yeah. out there. And uh, Yao Ming, the fun, you know, the funny thing about their coaches is like, they don't want to embarrass you. Right, so as great as Shaq was, in the beginning, Yao kind of was like a little reluctant on like doing anything like, you know, intimidating or, you know, overboard kind of thing. And um, I remember one time, I'm like, me and Steve was like yelling at him, cause you know, we listen, I'm Philadelphia and it's New and uh, Maryland. Like, yo, come on dog, come on man. Like, what you doing? This boy will embarrass you. And I'm dunking the ball now. Uh, aggressive moves. Yeah, I saw I see like a lot more fire in Fire in bro. And I'm t- yeah. I think, I, I don't know if it was me and Steve cussing him out, but uh, he got sick and tired of like people picking on him. Like mm. literally, it was Theo Ratliff and this person and that person and blocking his shot and, yeah. you know what I mean, then talking shit to him. And you know, he's not going to talk back. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, he's just looking at you like a little mouse. Like, oh, that's cute. Like, what you doing? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That kind of thing. But, you know, he, I, I, I think if he wouldn't have got hurt and he was utilized the right way, Yao would have been unstoppable. He yeah. was that he was big. He was way bigger than Shaq. He was getting Shaq. better and better every Man, year. His calves every was year. like every fire year, trunk. Like, he wasn't a pushover. Right? His yeah, legs his was huge. Was his like whole crazy. all of all this man, it's a crazy. Yeah. Tell me about the playoff series against the Lakers Super Team. Oh, you know, first is Kobe O'Neal from Philly. You grew up. You've been knowing him for forever. Oh. This, you know, this Los Angeles. This is the biggest state. You got Shaq over there, mm-hmm. you got Malone, GP, mm-hmm. and and you, Steve, and y'all is in this series yeah, against Jim Jackson. Them, with Jim Jackson, yeah. Jim Jackson was like, there. OG. You know, Carl Malone saved them on that one. Yeah. <laughs> because it was like Carl was struggling uh, for a little bit. Now, you know, we were thinking like maybe it's age and the pick and pop kind of thing because Kobe and Shaq was already dominating, right? Mm-hmm. And then Gary was finding his way. He was just kind of directing, mm-hmm. you know, everybody do X, Y, and Z. And that series, we played them nine times that year. Mm-hmm. We literally played them nine times that year. Pre-season, Four in the regular season and five in the pre in the uh, post. Mm-hmm. And uh, they won 5-4, of course, right? Because yeah. um, we split in the regular and then 5-3-2 at the uh, playoffs. I think Carl had like a 30-point game and it was an overtime or something, something like crazy like that. That's when they lost to Detroit, Detroit in the finals. Yeah, but we thought hurt. we had a legitimate chance yeah. to compete because it was Steve, myself, Jim Jackson, uh, Yao Ming. Yeah. And then we had a nice little, we had Mark Jackson. I yeah. think Mark Jackson was on our team. Charles Oakley. We had veterans. We had a team that yeah. I wanted three, four mm-hmm. years prior. Yeah, The media was crazy, right? The media was crazy because we're in the playoffs. Yao Ming, Asia, China, Shaq, Kobe, Gary, mm-hmm. Carl, I have a, actually a cool picture, right? They gave us, and it's uh, all ten of us on it's the court. Jumbo yeah, or just all court ten of us game. on the court. It was, it was amazing. Jumbotron is in Houston. The photo was in Houston, but um, it was always a battle, man. It was always a battle where, uh, and then Derek Fisher was coming off the bench. Yeah, right. I yeah. mean, Rick Fox. I think was Rick there. I don't even know if Rick was there, but anyway, I mean that that team was that team was crazy that they had 
because they had all vets. Yeah. And then Kobe, of course, you know, he's he's a dog. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's nine, ten dogs. Yeah. <laughs> How was that for you to be, like, you somebody who saw Kobe early on, mm-hmm. like like in high school or yeah. however early it was. Like, yeah. how was it for you to see him grow to be the Mamba? Like, you you know, you over there doing your thing, but you watching him back-to-back champion and become, like, the the, the goat of the league while we, you know, doing kind of our era. Like, how was that for you to sit there to know him from where he came from to see where he went? You know, like all of us, right? When you're young, you kind of like that immature, but yet you 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 want to be somewhere, but you just don't know how to get there. I think the blessings for Kobe was Phil Jackson, mm-hmm. right? Text winners, mm-hmm. right? Where the stoicism, the 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 meditating, right? The finding yourself, right? To being calm in a very chaotic kind of setting, right? When I'm on the court or what I'm doing, right? I don't think he would have been who he was if he didn't have those mm-hmm. people to really settle sure. him, mm-hmm. right? And I think Mike a lot of too. us, as talented as you were, when you have those type of people to kind of like... Remember you said we policed ourselves. Yeah. He had other... You had Jerry West. You had Michael coming in. You yeah. had Phil. You had Tex. Yeah. You you know, you had veterans yeah. to kind of help you become a grown oh, man yeah. faster. Yeah. Where mm-hmm. we were kind of like fighting to get through that. Sure, and then, yeah. you know... I, to me, best two guard ever. I, I got Cole to me. Wait, no, no. To me, no, no. no that's just to me. Hey, listen. You know what I'm saying? Listen, like, time I, out. I, I don't guess want one anybody, A one B. I don't, I don't want anybody. Okay, one A one B. I don't want anybody. MJ is one. Okay. There's no A or B. Okay. Okay. I don't want okay. anybody misconstrued it because I got the utmost respect for Kobe, and mm-hmm. Kobe is right there. Yeah, he's right at there. number two. Like right there, right there. Unequivocally, number two. Like I would say, like one A, like Mike. It's one, not a one like A, one B type situation. Okay, okay, okay. Michael sits but, alone. Okay, so who? So what? So okay, all right. All right. <laughs> and it's not. And what I'm saying is not they, hating on nobody. It's they not. Hey, I don't want no, anybody don't to get, get it. it. I, I don't want anybody to get it misunderstood because they right. think because okay. I'm saying Michael is one by himself. Like I'm not dissing Kobe. I, I love Mike. I got the most like respect he's my, ever. He was my favorite like, growing up. I feel like Kobe was more skilled than Mike. Right. So how's but if he's more skilled than that person, what can what can Mike do that what can Mike cannot lose a finals. He right. never has. Okay, okay. So Bill, that's Bill what Russell that's the drop the, the okay, Bill but yeah, either. but he's not the he talent 11. of Kobe or Mike. So that ain't even the same. Right, okay. All right. So chill. I'm talking right. about I'm talking about you know what I'm talking about. You did it. You right. You right. Yeah. <laughs> you you yeah. right. And I love Mike. Yeah, let me let me ask. I love Mike. Never lost Levar Ball voice. Never lost <laughs> Kobe Bryant. The Bean. He lost the finals though. What team was something else though, wasn't he? He. I had listen. I always say I had to check him. It was like Gosh. that scene in Love and Basketball when she backing <laughs> up and everything. Third person, you like oh, and you knowing like this motherfucker might try anything. anything. He shoot left hand jumpers. Anything. Like he'll do you anything. He throw off the board. This so he'll do anything. Anything. Ain't that crazy? You really knew Send that. Lobs to himself. Everything. Shoot the ball with the left with hand. With a jumper. Off, a jumper. Off the wrong. Like lid. a three pointer with lid. the left. Hand boy, like the, the arrogance of that, <laughs> exactly. With other pros guarding you, yeah. it's crazy to me. I'll yeah. do it. This you is, I tell people, that. he the one person that I literally he will do anything. The most skilled here. two guard ever. Yeah. He got that much confidence. That. That Let's say that the most skilled two I'm, guard. I argue, I, I say he's the most skilled because, okay. like, listen, it's cold. Like, Mike was Mike, but like, Mike couldn't do some of the stuff that Kobe could do, right? But Mike's 
overall dominance, six and nobody sees that. Six and oh. Let me ask you this. Kobe mentioned you in this book. And like to hear him, you know, like he could have wrote about anything. Uh, yo, I said that. He could have wrote about anything. For yes. him to mention you in his book and you and your game, how he respected you mm-hmm. and your game. Like, how was that for you? This, you know, one of the greats of our era, yeah. one of the ones that, you know, he's a purist of it, but you respect him so much. For him to just, you know, put that in the book of how much he respects you and respect your game, how was that for you? You know, for me, man, I, Kobe's the reason why I became as good as I became so fast. Mm-hmm. Because I saw him working so hard. When, you know, he's four years younger than me. Mm-hmm. So I'm seeing him work so hard at a young age and then dominating. I'm talking about dominating everybody at a young age. Mm-hmm. But he, he, Kobe had something a lot of us don't have at a young age, which I got in my 20s, is he knew his purpose early. So in knowing your purpose early at 13, 14, your focus is, right? Like you fall in love with your purpose. Mm-hmm. The goals, come, the purpose is what he fell in love with. So he, I, I, when we would play, you know how you play? Remember when we were playing, dog, when we all played? I'm tuning in to Kobe as soon as I can. As soon as I get home after I play, Straight yo, up. what did he do? Every, I want to see his footwork. Every every game. Every single time because he was just a master at it. Yeah. And I wanted to become as good as I could, right? Because I started late. So yeah. I'm trying my best to speed up, up. right? And then do mm-hmm. what I can do. So when he when he put that in you know, his book, I felt to myself like, wow, like that's my guy. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like he, he loved when you compete against him. And you fought like you literally wanted to fight. Like that's how would he love the most, and and that's what I got from him. So, for him to put me in his book, I when they told me that, I said I appreciate it. Mm. You know what I'm saying? That's all I could do. You know, mm. was just appreciate him even thinking about me in that in that way. Oh yeah, uh, let's just talk about when they decided to blow y'all up in Houston. Yeah, like to blow the team up. I was and- pissed. And I know how close you and Steve was. Yeah. Every time we seen Steve, we seen you. We went like, together to Orlando. Yeah, yeah, I know. Steve, like, yeah. like, so how was that to like for them to kind of change course and just like, all right, we want to bring somebody else in here and work with y'all and just blow it up after you done been there that long? Yeah, it was it was tough for me, man. I love Tracy. Tracy's my guy, McGrady. But it was five, and Juwan Howard, Ty Lue. Yeah. It was five of those guys and three of us. Yeah. And it was myself. Steve Francis and Calvin Cato, Calvin three Cato. starters that just lost to the Lakers, yeah. <laughs> right? That just lost in the championship. I was a little, I was a little pissed off at that. And then Tracy and them didn't have a great year. That, I mean, they won like maybe 18, 20 something games yeah, that year before. Year. So like, I, I didn't really understand it at that time. But anyway, we get to to Orlando, and it's myself, Steve, Grant Hill, who's one of the best teammates ever. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we had a young Dwight Howard. And I mean, shoulders were out here like Michael Cage, right? He looked like a superhero. He looked, he looked like Black Adam. Yeah, he looked, he looked like, like Black a superhero. Adam. Yeah, him and The Rock was yeah. just Black Adam. And then we had uh, Tony Batty. We had Hidu Turkoglu. We yeah. had a a monster squad, man. Johnny Davis at the time, yeah. for whatever reason, we just bumped heads at that time. And we were top in the East. And, uh, he, you know, I... I he came to me and Steve and I, and this was my contract year. It wasn't Steve's. My contract year. He came to Steve and I, and he was like, listen, y'all going to have to share time. Share time. Well, who, what? And it was rookies. It was Jameer Nelson, Deshaun Stevenson, you know, those guys. And I'm like, no, it's my fifth, sixth year. You out your mind? No, we're not right. doing this. Y'all got to sit down and relax like everybody else, right? And Jameer's my young bull from Philadelphia. So 
I'm like, listen, if y'all gonna do that, like you might as well go ahead, let me get out of here because y'all gonna play with my money. Like you're saying, mm -hmm. and I was top in the league in three point field goal percentage. Yeah. So um, I didn't want to leave because that's the best team, all around team I've ever been on. Mm -hmm. I think all of us ever been on. When you have Steve Francis, myself, uh, uh, Grand Hill, Dwight Howard, Turkey Calvin Cato, and then our, the bench was Jameer Nelson, Deshaun Stevenson, Keith Bogans, Hedu Turkulu. Tony Batie, mm -hmm. like you don't get that's that's a solid group. Like yeah. anybody can coming in. Yeah. So I just think it was overwhelming for Johnny Davis. Uh, he traded me to Sacramento, and then uh, Doug Christie came there. They didn't even make the playoffs. That Orlando team went from top in the, on the East to not making the playoffs at all mm -hmm. that year. But though I saw a promise in Dwight early. I mean, he was a sponge. He had guard skills. How about that one? Mm -hmm. He was doing all between the legs, behind the back. He was doing all that. He just got he just got two uh, black Adam <laughs> on me, but he was all the guard skills, bro. He had everything. Mm -hmm. He can shoot a jumper back then. It was all that. I'm telling you, he was. But he was he was green. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. He was mm -hmm. green. His mom and his dad dictated a lot of things, which they should have. Right at 18 yeah. years old, yeah. you know, what I mean? he was the baby kind of thing. So, yeah. but uh, Dwight I always I knew Dwight was gonna be amazing. How so was it much. for you to be a Clipper? What? I loved it. I loved it. It was different than when you guys were there. Yeah. Right? I think they were more committed when mm -hmm. we were there. Yeah. Right? They were a little more committed. But um, to be in this town with a Lakers town, like, yeah. you, you know, you, you it didn't feel like Clipper, that. you feel different. Bro, That's it didn't it feel changing. like that. You know it, did, it didn't feel like that. Yeah. I promise you. I'm talking about restaurants I would go to, clubs I would go to. It didn't feel like that. And I had something to prove, too, with Sam. Me and Sam Cassell was like, yo, if we take these cats to the playoffs, bro, like, this will be some fun. Mm -hmm. And we started winning, and it was fun, and it was like it became contagious. And then Corey and Elton bought into it more, and it was like us four was like, "Yo, let's do it," you know. Mm -hmm. And I think, um, yes, yeah, I mean, anything's a Laker. You can be in New York and be a Laker town. Yeah. Like Lakers is winning franchises in, the, in the, ever. Yeah. So you know what I'm saying? Like just being a little brother, I'm cool with that as, as long as I'm family. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. Like that's how we looked at it, and we we got to do everything we wanted to do. Yeah. You know, from restaurants to clubs to People being cool. I mean, listen, it was Billy Crystal and it was- He's uh, a lifer. He's yeah, a you know what I'm saying? Yeah. He was really there Shout repping out to it Billy before Crystal, it was popular. Man. He was there when Dane we were trash. Yeah, Kadeem. Yeah, What's up, Penny, Penny, Penny Marshall. Penny, Penny Marshall, Marshall yeah. right? Like it was, it was a, it was a great group, man. And then more celebrities would come in, mm -hmm. you know, to games. And mm -hmm. it, it just felt, it felt a lot better. And you can see it on Elton and Corey's face that were like, wow, like we can really walk around the city Mm -hmm. yeah. With our chest poked out, like we're doing something kind of thing for them, and I wanted them truthfully to really feel that that you deserve, man. Like you, like you guys deserve to like get into. The, you guys deserved it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes it's just circumstances. It may be a bad Corey, culture. Remember when it used to look like a high school game? Yeah. It turned to the, <laughs> <laughs> when we first started. <laughs> <laughs> high school two, kids playing. Man, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, tell me this: like, you was one of them dudes that was like back this back in the early to mid two thousands. To see now at the game, at the league, and not just our league, but but pro sports, to see how these guys now have taken up even the the hip hop industry, how they've taken up to going overseas mm -hmm. to the hip hop, to, but not the hip hop, but to the fashion shows mm -hmm. and getting this in the fact. Like you was doing this early, fur coats, 
designer yeah. stuff and people looking at you like, man, yo, what's Dress up with Cat? Hey, hey. He's like, a what kind of weird Before, like you? But you really was, you really was going overseas, like you know what I'm saying. You was PJ Tuck or whoever they yeah. want to say, no, no, the, well the, before them. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? The like, style they call Euro style. Yeah, yeah, used yeah. to wear the the, the fitted suits. Yes. I won't say tight suits. Yeah, yeah, fitted, fitted mm -hmm. suits. Like yeah, you the first one. Yeah. But not even yeah. just the suit. He was like, he was really like going over there and sitting there. Yeah, sitting there. You know what I'm saying? Like before nobody. Like so like how do you look at it now to see like people was trying to be that. on me about that? Oh, now it's like me. that's like the thing to do. Yeah, they they used to kill me, man. Hey, listen, it for me, all right. So my mom and my dad, my dad's street dude, right? Yeah. So my dad made his own clothes. Yeah. My mom had her own boutique. My stepfather was is a street dude and he was he was a, he was a fashion guy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So people didn't know that about me. Yeah. I always loved fashion. And then growing up, my grandmother's Sicilian, my father's mother, Sicilian. So fashion was like our family. That's just who we are. Mm -hmm. But then I got into the pros, I got a little bit of money. I'm like, you know what? I want to start, I'm, yeah, I got a nice body. Time. I want to start yeah. fit my stuff. I want I want Italian cut suits. I, you know what I mean? I want yeah. my nice little cardigans. And I, you know what I mean? I want my little slacks. I, I want to wear my, how my dad used to dress. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because you got to think about it. Way back in the 70s, cats had the nice suits on all mm -hmm. day long. And they wasn't baggy, mm -hmm. right. right? They was fitted suits with the Shout bell bottoms. Shout out Clyde, man. Shout you out know, Clyde you know what I'm Coming at Jones. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, so, um, so yeah, so... I'm in New York in August doing the fashion shows in September. I'm in Paris. I'm in London, right? I'm in I'm in Italy. I was loving it because it was just like to me. I'm like, wow, this is amazing. But then now, and I was getting. I mean, they was killing me left and right. It's all good. Yeah. But because I knew who I was, it yeah. didn't matter to me. Yeah. But um, you know, now I'm looking back and you see James Harden, you see all DJ of these, Tucker, a lot you of see guys. all guys go guys. over there and they literally at these fashion shows and it's like you you kind of evolving as the a hip hop person. industry yeah. is yes. there too now. Like, yeah, like yeah, like it's that's what I'm saying. Like I really we we talked about that a couple times. Just yeah, like when that's going yeah. on, we chilling, whatever at the crib, like, yo, remember Cat used to do that shit way back in the day. Everybody be looking wow. like, yo. I was telling them before we did, like, hey man, cat need they, they need to know. Like, cat was the first coming yeah. I mean, her Italian cut. Yeah. I'm real. talking about clean the head, the toe. Yo, like, we were big three. And that was a joke for us. And, yo, cat and Corey coming downstairs. What cat got? Time out. No, time out. Time out. Two Mike Lawrys on That's one team. Two Mike Lawrys. Thank you. Oh my God. We had these boys was bad boys, except it wasn't no Marks. It was Mike and Mike. It was two Mike Lowry, boy. <laughs> This man gonna come down there dripping. He might have four, three, four buttons undone. Oh, you gotta 50, put it all 50, 50 coming in, you know, 50 gonna come. He gotta be tight so he can show off his biceps and his muscles. You know, he gotta show off his muscles. I say, man, look at these two dudes, bro. Like this, you can't look, boy. Y'all love that team. Y'all hey. love that team. Hey, yeah. yeah. That yeah. team was fun, man. We had some fun. That big three team was fun. I love no, hey, it. Hey, listen, that, that's one of the still one of the best teams I ever. I mean, we got a chip, uh, you know what I'm saying? So we that's had so special. much fun. We had so much fun. Start bench trade. Oh, goodness. I don't like these. You got to start one. You got to bench one. You got to trade one. Okay. I got two of them for you, actually. Okay. I got a, a dirty left. Damon Stoudemire, <laughs> Nick Van Nexel, James Harden. Who do you start? Who do you bench? Who do you trade? Oh, my goodness. Damon Stoudemire, Nick Van Exel, James Harden. All dirty left. I'm starting James. You starting James? Top I'm starting James. Got to. That, that boy's something. He his, he his height. <laughs> <laughs> he about 250 of muscle. <laughs> that's that's another thing. And he passed better than them, too. Yeah. Um, And then I'm out of the, out of Nick and, and oh, boy. 
Nick and, and Damon Stoudemire. I'm going to go Nick. Because he bigger. He bigger. Mm-hmm. He bigger. I love Dame. I do. Yeah. But I'm going to go Nick because he was he was bigger. And think about how open the game is now where there's no bigs in the paint. Nick mm-hmm. Van Exel, he was posting big guys up. And he had he float game. In the paint. And he had float game, game. Jump hook game. And all. <laughs> He's speeding up tempos, fast yeah. break. Yeah, so I'm a Mighty Mouse. I love you. I love you, dog. I do. I promise. I got another one for you. And they prime. Their best years. D-Wade, Ray Allen, James Harden. Start bench cut. D-Wade first. Mm-hmm. D-Wade first. D-Wade is first. That's the third, the third best, best two, two guard ever. Third best. Thank ever. you. Ever. Thank you. He's he is third best. Else. I feel it. I know. I, yeah. I, smell I feel that he's way too. Something else. Nobody out there on Twitter versus a, social media. Don't be know. debating. I want here. I don't want here. And then I'm going Ray. I'm going Ray. Milwaukee Buck Ray. Oof. Jesus. Like, like Jesus Shuttlesworth, Ray. <laughs> Milwaukee hey. in and out, bang on you, Ray. Hang on the rim and swing around <laughs> and, and look at you. And swing around like, like yeah. Going, I'm going there. Like, I just, Ray, hey, This is what I like to ask. Right. I, I, I love to hear this from you in particular because, you know, we all come from humble beginnings, but this ain't about what you did for mom or pops or no family. This is about some stuntastic shit. Mm-hmm. What did Cat? The Philly cat. What did the Philly cat do to treat yourself when you felt like, all right, I got, and I heard you earlier, so I had to put some, I don't know what these people do, but when you felt like, all right, I got a little change in my pocket and I'm still got something, what did you do to treat yourself? Like, I work pretty hard. Yeah. I deserve something. What did you do that you might look back now in your mature age and be like, yo, ass was tripping. I want to hear the crazy tri- stuff. I want to hear the crazy shit. Yo, let me tell you where I was tripping, bro. I got an S600, all white. Well, all white insides. How oh. dumb is that? The all white insides is only where you went wrong. Everything else was cool. All white. I wanted to all. I don't know why. How you dumb to feel I was. Godly. It got dirty so fast. <laughs> well, feel like you floating on the cloud. Huh? Yeah, you yeah, start getting right. in out there. I ain't want nobody in the car. I'm like, hold oh. up, bro. What you doing? Put a towel down. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking to my mom. <laughs> I get to yell at her now. You want to ride on the plow, man. You want... Don't eat, don't be, don't drink no water in here. Hey, don't drink no water in my water. car. God yeah. forbid uh, you bring anything. Stupidest in here. thing in the world, man. Yeah. It was so crazy. It's like it's like being a parent now. You get a nice couch, and then you tell the kids, don't touch the couch. <laughs> Remember that when you was younger? Yeah. Like, yo, listen, this Can't is a nice couch. Don't room. touch it. Don't Can't go in the front room. Don't go in the front room. What the hell did we get your couch? Don't go in that front room. That was like me with that. It was crazy, man. Yeah, so that it was it was fun for like a week or two. I think Steve bought it from me, actually. Yeah. And he reupholstered the inside, but that was the stupidest money I I could have bought. That's six. Couldn't believe it. Cause I was so mad when people got in the car. Yeah. Hey, tell me this. You 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 recently started a podcast. We talked about it a long time ago. Tell me mm-hmm. about your podcast and, and, and what why you started it. Yeah, man. Um, I'm starting a podcast. I started a podcast called Dad's Point of View. And um, Dad's Point of View. Yeah, Dad's Point of View, man. And then like I don't want I don't want people to think that it's just about what a dad thinks, but it's more so back in the the father, back mm-hmm. in the dads in the world, right? Because we're superheroes as well. And like I'm a super dad. I'm gonna tell you like that. Anybody knows me, they know. Like I'm a super dad. Right? I'm Uber Dad, I'm super dad. I'm an uncle and dad to your kids if you want me to be. I'm always mm-hmm. trying to be there. And I think we get the short end of the stick when it comes to these different types of situations, right? We don't get to really express our emotions and our, our our fears or whatever it is, our anxieties that we do have, right? And providing for our family. And when our kids go to school, will they be safe? And, you know, how am I going to provide? 
die later on in life? Will I be here? Mm-hmm. Right? How strong do they see me as a person? And uh, who inspired you at a very young age for you to become what you are as mm-hmm. a person? And I want a lot of us guys out there and women that back a lot of fathers that are like, you know, um, me and my daughter are super tight. And I love to see that that dad-daughter kind of, you know, because mm-hmm. that's my baby girl, right? She's mm-hmm. the only one in the family that's girl, dad. So I want, I want people to really understand. And, and we could talk about sports and everything, but I, I want to be more intimate when it comes to the, a dad and him being able to expose his vulnerabilities in life and letting people understand that we are human as well, right? We're just not a checkbook and... You know, like for instance, you know, we we'll, we'll, if you go to the doctors, not my doctors now because I don't play that. So you go to the pediatricians, you go to the dentist, and you go to school, and you know they, they talking to the mom, and you standing right there like boo boo the fool. No, 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 no. Right. Look me in my face. Yeah, like, me talk too. to me, yeah. right? So me being a single dad for years, I know the principal, I know the vice principal, I know the the school psychologist, I know the teachers, I know I know every single, I know all the little kids. They come up and they hug me. I feel better like that, right? Mm-hmm. I feel safer, right? Because truth to be told, right, we can fake it all we want, right? And women, are, you know, of course, they they sh- women are the sensitive part of the family, mm-hmm. but we are super sensitive as well. Mm-hmm. It's just that we get to shorten the stick when it comes to that and how we expose our emotions, right? So nobody wants to really care about, uh, or think about when dad's sad or whatever it is, right? Because he has to fight that. Well, now it's, it's, we're starting to evolve as men, right? That mental incarceration, you have to, you know, you got to be able to talk to somebody, right? Right. So I want you to be able to talk to me and t- tell me about like the, the happiness and, and all the different things that's going on in your life when you were scared. Because I, um, you know, I went through a battle, you mm-hmm. know, um, with you know, child custody and, you know, uh, 50-50. And now, it's, you know, it's fine. And my kids are great and the mom's fine. And you know, I think for me, uh, I think what I've learned to do is just, first of all, you never take anything personal. Yeah. Um, and it's hard to do, right? I always tell people all day, every day, it's like, put your purpose before your ego, especially when it involves someone else. Um, and, and when it involves my children and everybody else out there in the world that I'm, I'm trying to affect, your purpose becomes before your ego. Up. Right? And, um, you know, I just want men to be able to understand that it's a safe place yeah. and you can be able to be vulnerable with inside this space because we've all been through it. Yeah, what I was, uh, I just was at the LA Iverson game and I was telling the, the young cast that was there is uh I was like, man, I know you love your mom and your mom is everything mm-hmm. and so forth phone, but learn how to talk to a man. Mm-hmm. One thing me us as men don't do until we get older is actually learn how to look a man in the face mm-hmm. and be vulnerable to right. a man or even talk to a man. Right. The best way to learn how to be a man is to talk to a man yeah. and a lot of men don't talk to other men. We kind of bump our heads because everybody don't have a father figure Mm -hmm. that's in their life like that. One of the big things I like this playoff was just seeing John Morant dad and Carl Anthony Towns dad because our era, it wasn't a lot of dads, (laughs) you know what I'm saying, in their life. Like I always loved seeing Q and his dad in his relationship. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, he lost his mom. Yeah. But for him to just have a man mm-hmm. in the house, for him to, to teach him how to be a man, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. that's big. And I didn't have that. I had my mom, right. you know? Right, But I was telling them young cats, like, man, just learn how to be vulnerable for, to a man that, that you respect. And, yeah. and and learn how to talk to a man in his face and don't be scared to be like, oh, you weak. Right, Or right. that man gonna look like you weak or you a punk or you soft or yeah. you, because you being vulnerable. Out of all the teams you played for, if you could pick four other guys to play with, who would be them four other guys? Out of all the teammates you had over your whole career, oh, not none of the big three guys because we don't count them. But okay. I'm talking about like <laughs> the real teammates. Okay, 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 okay. 
I would do Grand Hill mm. at the three. Okay. Chandler. I would do Dwight Howard at the four. Oh. Yao Ming at the five. Oh. Franchise at the one? Yeah. Dwight has made a bunch Franchise of Franchise with Mike so Bibby. Oh, Bib. Ooh, Mike man. Bibby mm. at the one. That's a crazy five yeah, right there. Right there. That's Dwight my that's my and Yao. That's yeah. crazy. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's nothing coming out yeah, of you, you can forget that one. Everything swallowed up. It's been real. We've been chilling, pulling up with the Philly cat, man. We appreciate you pulling up on us, you know what I'm saying? The real Uncle Drew, the real life Uncle (laughs) Drew, still give you 40 right right now. World's most interested man, man. All right, we want to thank y'all for your continued support of the podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to give us two taps by writing a review and rating five stars wherever you get your podcast. And make sure to hit that subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. You can also find all the episodes on the Players Tribune YouTube page. Follow us on social media at Knuckleheads Podcast and join our Knuckleheads Facebook group for exclusive content. Thanks again to all of our guests and fans. This wouldn't be possible without y'all. The Players Tribute.com.